Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Tell me. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Uh, okay, thank you. That, 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 it, yeah, there you go. Nice, April Fools. That's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, so, and Barry, if you can help us, we're hearing a little bit of uh, delay, I think. Um, see what you can find out. But Okay, on this April Fools, welcome to uh, Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're not at the nursery today. They're having some uh, internet issues, so it doesn't affect anybody but us. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> You That's can still, nice. You can still go over there and uh, check them out and have a nice time doing it. They were very busy. Yeah. It was a shame to leave. I was kind of like, aww. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Hey, we may already be getting a call. Maybe somebody's going, oh, I like the old show. Go back to that one. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Well, we were talking about Rio Grande Gold, and I think they still got some. Mm. From last week, real grandy gold pepper. Oops. <laughs> Stick it, Milton. <laughs> I'm talking about his mic plug. <laughs> okay, I don't know which one. Okay. It's over a little to the left, Milton. <laughs> I'm telling your wife on you. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> I can come over here. Uh, no, can't. Anyway, we're. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me, Calvin? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? I can. Good. Melted under the table. Okay, I'm back. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty loud. What is this? Um, I don't know how to fix that. So, you, you can, can't you adjust your volume on that? Yes. Okay. Thank Are you loud? Yeah. Hello. All right. So, uh, <laughs> well, maybe Barry. You, you look like you've been through an April Fool. Uh, okay. It's, it's been a rough morning. I was, I was thinking on the driving over to Millburgers. I said, I got to watch out for Milton. And the April Fool days for mm. jokes. <laughs> and then he calls. That seems fine, yeah. And then he calls and says, Thank you, Barry. Hey, we're going to be at the station. And I said, Is that an April Fool show? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just just passed, uh, I was coming up on Gold to Canyon. Well, I was talking to somebody from <laughs> a gardener from a long time ago. Is that right? Yeah, and I uh, are they past? They're not past, are they? You know, no, they're still they were still alive <laughs> and going strong. In fact, I've it was a, it took me a while to realize that Milton has packed up and left. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying, Calvin, we're leaving. I'm leaving. Go back to the studio. And, okay, so then you want to do this uh. and this. And, and, okay. Oh yeah, they, my goodness, they were, they were busy a lot. Uh, Lots of good plants there, and a, a lot of tomatoes still left. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, lots of 
a good good tomatoes looking good yeah have different sizes oh yeah and the full uh the one gallons and even the the two inches um and then there was uh oh there's some two inches there lots oh, of okay i didn't see those tycoons and celebrities and really hmm in six One, packs. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. In super six packs? No. The big? The tiny. Oh. Little, little six packs. The old days six packs. Yeah, I wonder what's going on with that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 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 I, I bet the wonder if they still got any uh, 968. I did not get that far. Yeah. <laughs> I was over there looking at Certified Butterfly Garden. You know, I was. Of course, was, uh, Mary has made that very spectacular. <laughs> I was blaming Trace for making me fall down last weekend because uh, <laughs> I got so excited. I went out looking Just for look a, uh, Ruby Crush, and the first ones I opened, looked at was 968, which... Mm-hmm. hadn't been available well, and, and, this and then, year, this spring. And that's when I, I said that it can't be true. Jerry <laughs> said it wouldn't be <laughs> That's year. right. Uh, i got to check that out. I don't know whether that was the last of the seed or what. But uh, those of you who are growing the 968, uh, I think we, we would have a, a lot of good help in saving seed. Yeah, if we get, <laughs> get yeah, guys. yeah. Most of the time with Ruby Crush or nine sixty eight, uh, Dwarf Cherry Surprise, it used to be called. But uh, <laughs> the uh, you pretty well eat all you want within within a month. Oh my goodness, no! And you're giving them to friends, <laughs> and and friends are locking their doors there so you, you don't go. come over there with more tomatoes. Go. Yeah. They're, so after that happens, well, we, we I, go. I always I kind of get a, I think I get a kick out of it. But <laughs> the minute you the minute you pick a, a nice yeah. tub of them, then somebody comes and oh. wants <laughs> wants some. You know, and I I often often say, yeah, well, there's plenty of them to go out there. And there pick. you go. <laughs> but that doesn't happen very often. Hey, we got James on the line at 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are things there in Guadalupe County? Oh, it's hot and dusty. We're waiting on that rain they're talking about. Are they talking about rain? Yeah, 40% chance. Today? Of two-tenths of an inch. When? Today? When, uh, when, when? Uh, Sunday night. Okay. I think. That's what I last heard. I'm going to look. Yeah, Sunday night or Monday. 40% chance. Sorry. That's better than no chance. Thank you, James. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it is, James. (laughs) Uh, There, there. So what's your question? What can we do for you? Oh, I just wanted to tell you that I got um, some Celebrity Plus. That's that new Oh, good. Good. And... uh, they're almost five foot tall in the hoop house and just got little green tomatoes on them about as big as golf yeah. balls. Yeah, that's Bart, good. Bart was reporting that, too, that one at the, uh, I don't remember which variety, but I, I'm yeah. sure it was Ruby Crush that was <laughs> already producing fruit. Okay, well, that's you're in good shape. Food. I'm anxious to see how that one turns out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's a... Uh, 
it's a really strong growing plant um and uh it's supposed to be a little bit more disease resistant and crack resistant and uh just all around uh, better flavor what was that the variety <laughs> celebrity plus celebrity oh, plus. oh. yeah I'm, I'm very skeptical i'm very skeptical of pluses of We've had several tomatoes. Now, good is, that, tomatoes. is that an appro- appropriate statement? He's very skeptical of. <laughs> he could just say very skeptical. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But uh, well, they got a big beef plus out there too, guys. You know that, right? Oh yeah. Well, ever since you yeah, went to that plus size tomato. men's shop, you've just been very, very <laughs> well, cynical. Well, big, big uh, beef <laughs> is uh, nematode resistance in it. You better believe it. Yes, sir. It sure is. Okay. Just like the celebrity. Yeah. And tycoons, oh, wow. uh, tycoon too. Yeah, yeah. But that BHA ninety sixty eight. Yeah. When when tycoon plus comes out, Calvin, are you gonna believe that too? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably. How, I don't know how they're gonna improve on tycoon. Because it's got so I much disease resistance. Improve on celebrity to tell you. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what you get, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you, James. Keep okay. us informed, all right? Bye. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to David Rodriguez right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Going to get to David Rodriguez in two seconds, but I'm going to tell you about the Tree Hugger Sprinkler because if you haven't checked this out at Millburgers, you need to. The Tree Hugger Sprinkler is a great tool to have in your gardening arsenal to help you uh, water those tree roots and to keep them happy and healthy, especially in these times of drought. Uh, the Tree Hugger Sprinkler is a hard plastic sprinkler in three sizes, seven inch. 11 inch and 15 inch and it's got a hinge on it so you open it up okay that was the weakest uh, okay you want to try again so you open it up thank you <laughs> and you close or hug it around the spring around the tree uh-huh and then you go, thank you. Okay, and then you go and turn the water on just a little bit to water the root ball or even more to water. Okay, I'm not sure what that is. That That's was scary. Squirt. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. <laughs> Sounds now, like my Westie taking a leak. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. That's, that's, it's a family show here, <laughs> even for dogs that are listening. Oh, my Westies are very family-oriented. Okay, so uh, pick up the Tree Hugger Sprinkler at... Uh, Millburgers or H-E-B, turn it on just a little bit to water the root ball, turn it on a lot to water near the drip line, and it's super efficient. That's the key, uh, a way to keep that root ball happy. So treehuggersprinkler.com, treehuggersprinklers.com is the website. And like I said, Millburgers and H-E-B. All right, let's go to David Rodriguez, who was uh, doing a presentation there at Millburgers today. Hey, David, how'd it go? Hello, gentlemen. How's everyone doing? We're doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, we had to run back to the sta- studio there. I don't hear, David. I don't know. You can't hear me? Uh-oh, Calvin, don't we don't know why me? you can't hear him. But you should Uh-oh. be, because we hear him. You hearing him? Uh-huh. Yeah, we got him. You'll have to fix your thing yeah. there. I'm not sure why. Uh, so how did the presentation go today? The presentation went very well. Thank you. The 
Dillberger's Landscape Nursery on Bill Verde in 1604. The nursery is hopping. I mean, mm-hmm. it's people coming and going and loading their carts <laughs> down. And the, the inventory that Trace is bringing in is un, un, unbelievable. <laughs> and then uh, the, the good thing about it, just walking around before my talk, is all the uh, cool Texas Superstar plants um uh, that they have for sale too so um, very nice very nice and the talk went well we did uh turf grass basics and um the funny thing about it you know covering all the basics of um of turf grass you know where where they put me out to do the talk right in right in front of me just people with their trailers and trucks one after the other all the turf grass are selling yeah it's like i said just look at that. I mean, it's amazing. So <laughs> it went well. It went well, but we missed you at the nurse. It's unbelievable. Yeah. No, we're inventory and traffic's happening right now. So folks need to get out there, you know, by Easter and get all their pretty, pretty for the the parties they're having. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, lots of pretty plants. Yeah, those geraniums and mm-hmm. bougainvilleas and all that stuff. Were and they had some different stuff. In bloom. They put them all in front of us. I think they were trying to make us <laughs> jealous. Well, we, I think Trace was hiding us. Oh, maybe so. Hey, uh, David, so you've given this presentation before uh, each year, probably for the past couple years at least. How does, with uh, the climate conditions now, how did this Turf Grass 101 uh, differ from uh, other Turf Grass 101s? Well, I would say the four biggest principles or before you leave at least these four major things it is and dr parsons and i and calvin that six and seven if you didn't pre-irrigate a little bit during the winter months the, the spring green up is an issue and a lot of people are have lost their lawns the amount of weeds that are coming up so we, we cover the proper irrigation and uh-oh. And you know, the importance of coloration and lawn dress and help uh, cut back on some of that water. But it's the whole picture of proper mowing, proper irrigation, proper nutrition at the right time. Your mower is your best tool for weed management. So we covered all that. And, and you know, and maybe we, we know turf grass has its place out there. We need it. You know, Easter, everyone's going to be doing their Easter egg hunt and have the pinata outside and the barbecue. So, you know, we need it for the kids, entertainment, recreation, and for the doggies, of course. <laughs> the kids need to go out. Dogs, uh, kids need to go outside and play, of course. Oh, okay. But they, may, maybe we don't need lawns as, as huge as we used to have years back and have more herbs, vegetables, uh, flowers, pollinator gardens, Texas Superstar. Uh, plants, but we we address all these ups and downs and challenges um, that we have. You know, I, I always say, Milton, it's it's not grass or or, or or plants that waste water; it's people. You know, people just don't irrigate correctly and efficiently. That's the big issue. Uh, I think what's happening out there. Uh, what are you saying about fertilization? Well, if it's dead, uh, fertilizer's not gonna bring anybody up to life again but if you're even miracle grow 
uh, even Super Thrive uh. won't work. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, only if the if the grass is as green and it's coming out of the dormancy. But you know, I think a lot of it is people weren't irrigating. You didn't have to water that much during during the winter time. You know, you have to supplement a little bit here and there. Yeah. And then I, I think too. I think too that December cold spell was a big thing for lawns and landscapes too. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I noticed different things as I walk through the neighborhood. Most of the people have St. Augustine, um, and I see like on ours, they, they all unless they really really watered it, um, they're mostly like ours, which is a combination of green and brown. It looks more like a checkerboard, uh, but the, even the little rains, it surprises me how much they help. That's like correct. we got the one a couple of days ago, and the the lawn perked Too up. Dense. Yeah, do yeah. You, are you sure that it's uh, not a rescue grass that's perked? No, up? no, no. This is the Saint Augustine. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I promise you, because the but neighbor has the rescue do, grass. Who are you talking to here, Calvin? I know my grass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor has the rescue grass. Looks great, by the way. Uh. It's beautifully green. I think it's Jerry St. Augustine. Uh, not your, I mean, your bluegrass, but yeah, uh, it yeah. looks gorgeous. And you cut it, and it looks great, and it comes oh, back yeah. in like a week. It just, yeah, it's, it's uh, but. Give uh, you exercise. I have hope for some of the St. Augustine, not, not for some. I guess Calvin well, was saying. Yeah, you can always spot plant in the bare spots too. Yeah, no, I was thinking of that. So yeah, it's challenging, but well, I think we're going to be surprised, just like we were with the February freezes. I think we'll have we'll have dead areas for sure, but we'll have we have some areas that are uh, that we didn't expect to be alive that'll per- perform, and then they'll. Uh, uh, be surprisingly quick to to uh, repair if we get some water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be well, that's going to be the I key. Think, I think the biggest thing and other media outlets out there, you know, you're, they're interviewing people about these zero zero scapes, and every time we get into these drought challenges, you know, the first reaction is plants, cactus. <laughs> uh, natives that often are, aren't well adapted, uh, rock, gravel, aggregate. But we, we know as soon as the rains will return and we get the, the wet, and it will, they will, that, you know, we don't want to go all one direction. We want to oh. balance the, the pro- appropriate plant material and, and horticulture principles and techniques to get through these times. There you go. Yep. Very good. Hey, what's happening with the uh, Master Gardeners? What's happening with the AgriLife Extension Service? All that good stuff. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because... Well, you paid me $5. You said, here's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. The way way I'm going, the way we're going right now is uh, pre-COVID, and we're in full gear right now, uh, Milton. I mean, we're back to doing everything. Uh, Dr. Stein and the group is uh, uh, planning uh, the, the Trial Tomatoes Tuesday. So everything is good. You know, we're busy, 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 busy. Uh, we're, we have a little challenge of rebuilding our volunteer group, which which is, will come with time. But uh, everything's good. It's, okay. You know, we have a lot, a lot of great things posted and going on at both the, 
Bear County Master Garden, Bear County Extension uh, Service website, all the cool things that are happening and that, that we're doing, and both of the children's gardens are well underway, and it's, it's looking good. Thank you. You bet. Yeah. In fact, uh, Jerry, sometimes you give David an attaboy on the air when he's not listening. Oh. Do you have any uh, attaboys you want to give him while he's listening? No. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, he was, you were, no. weren't you giving David an attaboy about the uh, Rio Grande gold, or was it the, what was oh, it? Oh, they look nice. They look nice. <laughs> what was it that you were Well, he was, uh, he was in on the, uh, the uh, that, uh, he's always, well, he's been, since he's been counting horticultures and even before, uh, he was participating in uh, our new plant uh, okay. promotions and discoveries and whatever. All right. Hey, David, on the I, I don't know if you followed this, but on the 15th, we're going to do a, a attracting butterflies uh, program, and it will include okay. planting some uh, milkweed. We're going to do it there at uh, Milberger's. Okay. And then a week Good. later, right. we're going to do one at uh, Medical Center. And then we're going to do right. do one for the New Braunfels uh, Egg Fest too. Oh, okay, okay. And well, that, 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 that that one's the tropical milkweed's the champion, so that's good. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> it's the strangest thing. The uh, New Braunfels program we we already got uh, forty slots in there. Is that right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, right, that bunch right. is active over there. Yeah. So it's uh, right. interesting, and uh, I'll confer with you. Uh, see if I can get some uh, uh, borrow one of you some of your equipment. Yeah, yeah. Just keep in touch. Keep in uh, touch, please. All okay. right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank uh, you, David. Bill, yes, sir. Yeah, real quick. Uh, so Dr. Parsons said about these plants, the real grande gold pepper looks awesome. The Milburgers has some beautiful John Fanick flocks. What? Really? Uh oh. Yes, sir. How many? Texas Gold Columbine. We're not there. We can't get them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the, the Blue Blue Angel Althea. Oh, my goodness. Southern Sensation Grape. So, I mean, these superstar plants, as Millburgers has them. I mean, oh, yeah. all the good, 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 good plants. And get get these tomatoes in the ground pretty quick. And they have the last big wave of tomatoes. So, we want people to get all their tomatoes as well. Yeah. What was what was this year? Uh, Thunderbird. Are you Thunderbird. Get, are you Thunderbird. getting any reports on Thunderbird? I mean, the tomato's probably not ready yet, but the plant plants yeah. look good. Plants look good, according to Calvin. Yeah. Do so they have any tomatoes be, yeah. on them? No. no just no. flowers. Just flowers. Yeah, yeah ours flowers. has just yeah. flowers too. But that well, could have been me rather than the plants' fault. Well, that that indication that uh, Doctor Stein and David and them are planting uh, uh, tomatoes means that we'll have another rodeo tomato next year. Oh, maybe. good. Probably. Yes, God willing, yes, sir. <laughs> well, you, heard, you heard Jerry. I, Dr. Jerry Parsons said the Triumph may be, uh, not the Triumph, the uh, Thunderbird <laughs> may be the best tomato you've ever eaten. There you go. I don't know where That's I read that. <laughs> it may be anything, but it might be the best. <laughs> Every year he says that, according to your articles. Anything's, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. All right. Y'all have a blessed Easter and good talking to you guys. You too. You too. Talk to you soon. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call and tell us what's going on. 
210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. We uh, Millburgers is live and happening. We're in the studio, but call us. It's a great day. We can focus on your gardening question at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867. Real quick, I want to tell you about Spider-Man, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If you've got roaches, rats, fleas, spiders, ants, scorpions, whatever you got that's bugging you, uh, Spider-Man, and termi- Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you just like they have so many folks since 1976. And that's both commercially and residential. And that's important, I think, because commercial, residential is a problem. You don't want them. They're, they're bad. Uh, but commercial, that can mean the shutting down of business. And you talk to uh, one of the commercial people that uses Spider-Man, and they'll tell you uh, the, Spider-Man basically saved them because they were using somebody else, wasn't working out right. Uh, it was a spray and pray type thing. They'd spray and they would go away. And then they'd come back two weeks later and they'd come back and spray again. Spider-Man helped them out and helped them out for a long, long time. It's I would check my prey in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Come back to, okay. over and over. Or you can just call Spider-Man there termite and pest control. <laughs> 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online, where you can read those great reviews at GoSpidermanPest.com. All righty, we have David on the line calling us from shirts. What's going on in shirts, David? Uh, yes, uh, I've got a question about a cedar round. I've got a couple of mature cedar round trees, and, and uh, both seem to be losing some bark off of the, the trunk. How and, um, how matured are you t- talking about? Well, I'm thinking the the house was uh, if they were planting when the house was built, they're pushing forty years old, maybe thirty five, forty years old. Because they they do change their bark st- structure, but it's generally a little less time than that. Uh, what what's the description of the bark coming off? Is it coming off in pieces or like cork or? No, just little little uh, little flakes. So generally, where the bark is kind of grayish color, when that kind of pieces come off, of course it's darker brown. Um, where the bark has come off, and then toward the base of uh, one of the trees, where there's some creases in the trunk, where it's not real round, is maybe a little bit of black toward uh, in that crease. It's not. I just didn't know if I should get a an arborist to come look at the tree or if I... Well, that's always a good, a big, a big tree like that, uh, and they're so valuable, that's always a good idea. Um, but uh, is, there, is there any damage from string mowers or anything? Damage from what? String mowers? Or holes in the, holes in the truck? There's some... You no, know, I don't... Don't see any holes in the trunk anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Does it and, ooze sap? No, it it doesn't lose any mm. sap. The growth on the you know the the foliage looks fine on both the trees. And the leaves sometimes they get a little. Sometimes the leaves get a little bit of yellow, you know, underneath the canopy. But they, they yeah, that's the, no problem. Uh, the leaves look fine. It's I don't think you got a problem. No, it sounds it sounds like it's in good shape. It's a little it's a little bit uh, some questions about. Uh, its age and conversion to a different bark form, but um, it would, uh, they usually don't have a lot of problems with cedar elms. Mm-mm. So, but uh, kind of keep your eye open for uh, an arborist that's working in your area, and uh, a lot, most of the time they'll come and give you an estimate without charging you anything. And with the estimate, you get a lot of information, they'll do a diagnosis. They'll say, they'll say like we did. Uh, no, nah, no problem. It's just mature, yeah. maturing, or they'll say um, there could be a, a problem. But I'm, I'm with Jerry. I think it's uh, probably in good shape. If you don't see okay. any oozing sap or anything, and and it doesn't have to necessarily be from a hole, it can be a little split in the under the sap where the sap is. Uh, that's an indication of uh, a lot split of Split in the trunk? Yeah, I, I'm talking about a little bitty split over for the okay. sap to ooze out. Uh, the reason I mention that is that can be an indication of an internal uh, bacterial problem. But uh, right. okay. that, that, that usually is not the case. When it, when it starts doing that... Uh, there's a lot of oozing going on, so. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. That was the first. oozing going on. I think right. that was the so, first so uh, title. Uh, <laughs> All right. Like eight, 18 to 24 inches in diameter. Are they, uh, that's pretty, that's a, basically a mature tree, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Cedar yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Let us know if you get a unexpected uh, <laughs> diagnosis from the yeah uh, from your arborist. I, I will. And the most important okay. thing is, don't let your wife see it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate man. You give him <laughs> hell. Thank that. you, David. You take care. All right. That'll free up a line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I was looking through the sale items, Uh and I didn't. (laughs) I had trouble with my printer, so I didn't get to uh, actually print out. Or Calvin brought them for you. Do the new ones, (laughs) but I did see that they have my 18-inch terracotta pot still on sale. Uh Uh, Regularly, sixty-three ninety-nine. It's almost sixty four. Almost sixty four. On sale two for eighty five dollars. So uh, that's a real good deal. I I I got two I got two for my son. He's wanting to plant some uh tomatoes and peppers in his backyard of his girlfriend. And uh <laughs> Because uh, I went over to, I got all the equipment to to pot them up for him. 
and I got that uh, ruby crush last weekend. And uh, what if they uh, part ways? Have you, is, have you got wheels on? They're on, on in pots. Oh, okay. we can we can load them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I, I kind of was interested in uh, the response Calvin got on his potting up the tomato. I'm thinking to myself, anybody ought to be able to pot up a tomato. But that was because I know how to pot up tomato. That's like people telling me, oh, you can replace that motor in your car. It, it, it's easy. All you have to do is this, that, and that. But, and so that's what I found out when working with my son, there are some things that we take for granted that uh, are key, are vital to the success of that plant. So uh, first of all, I got the pots, and then I got a, a, I got two bags of potting mix, and one bag filled it, uh, well, two-thirds of the way. Yeah, that, that surprises me how far they go, those bags. Uh, oh, yeah, so. yeah. And uh, filled it up. And the first thing I had to do, probably the most critical thing, was find out where to put place them in his yard because he got, uh, <laughs> got a lot of uh, uh, trees yeah, on both were. sides, pecans. And so I had to look around all the <laughs> That's which, which direction and exactly where to put it. And the only place he had suitable to put it was in the middle of the backyard. And uh, she said, that's okay. Yeah, we found, uh, and then we'll get to Rick. When we had, uh, I think uh, she was talking to me. She lives near where we used to live. Um, and lots of pecan trees. Yeah, yeah. So we grew everything in containers because you had that little splotch of sun. There you go. That you had, yeah, you couldn't. And that splotch of sun was on the patio. Uh, so you <laughs> well, had to good. you had to put the uh, Kinda. the tomatoes <laughs> and the roses and stuff. That's why I, I've learned to like container gardening. Oh yeah. Hey, we have Rick on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Rick, welcome to Millburgers hey. Gardening South Texas. What's going on? Thanks. Hey, you know, this, it seems like the, the sun here in San Antonio has just gotten to be brutal in the summer and alongside the, our backyard alongside the fence nothing we can't get anything to grow you know planted all kinds of different seeds and whatnot and i'm wondering is there any kind of low growing uh ground cover that's like sun heat and drought tolerant yep well one at least one comes to my mind and, and what, what is it dwarf ruelia oh yeah yeah that's a that can be sun or shade, but does it's, it's pretty does great in the shade in the sun. Yeah, uh, purple heart. Hmm. Purple heart's another one. Yeah. Yeah, pur purple. Heart. <laughs> if you can't grow purple heart, we can't okay. have you. Well, now be careful there. Yeah, uh, there, mine, I'll, I'll, mine died. Why are you that. saying that? I'll stand by <laughs> that. <laughs> what was that other one? What was the first one you said? Dwarf ruellia. Dwarf ruellia. Have you tried? Uh, 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 dwarf Mexican petunia is what he's talking about. Yeah, or yeah. the or Asian jasmine. And what are you thinking about? I was think, uh, thinking about the uh, Asian jasmine. Asian yeah. jasmine froze down. Oh, did killed it. it. Oh, okay. Never mind that. 
Um, I'm thinking about the one, the one you with the golden, the yellow blooms and the purple blooms, the spreading. Uh, lantana. Lantana. Did you yeah. try, uh, did you try lantana and that didn't live? Nope. We tried. We did. We did. We put in lantanas. Nothing will grow back there. It's just so hot, so dry, and the sun is beating on it all. I mean, all day, all day. And so. <laughs> This, well, the purple heart uh, are these are these seed grown or, or no? They're fr- they're grown from plants. Now okay. uh, I, you, you see them in your neighbor's yard. They're the mm-hmm. they plant them around trees, mm-hmm. and they're they are purple. Uh, some are more green than purple, but uh, they're succulents. In other words, they're uh, like a they're just like a cactus. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you don't have to buy them if your neighbors have got some because right. you all you have to do is break break off a piece about uh, three or four inches long, stick it in the ground, or either stomp it in the ground, which mm-hmm. is what I did on, under my trees where I couldn't dig a hole. And uh, they're root, like personally. Right. And, uh okay. It, it uh, the the uh, there was a there was a fellow that had had a nice he had nice plants over by at the entrance to the uh, old entrance to the botanical garden and uh, he he'd see me going in and out that back gate and fi- finally one day he said I can't get anything to grow in this bed I said oh really. Said, yeah, we've tried everything. Well, nothing will grow there. I said, I, I'm going to bring you something. And I uh, said, now you've got to not not accuse me of uh, contaminating your landscape when I bring you this. Oh no, it'll not it'll not grow out of that bed. Four years later, taking his backyard, <laughs> growing out of the bed. <laughs> but the neat neat thing about it is. It's like purslane, and you you shred it. You can shred it back, mm-hmm. and you won't kill it. Then, uh, then it, it it freezes back in the in the winter, but that even makes it more beautiful when it sprouts up in the spring, because uh, the 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 foliage is more purple. Now, uh, if you if you choose the um, dwarf ruellia. That 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 doesn't freeze back every winter. But yeah. If it's a real cold winter, it'll it'll freeze back, but it'll come back up to just like the purple heart. Yeah. So you all have that over there at Mil- Milburn. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they oh. get them at every nursery in, t- in town. Those th- all three of those that we talked about: Lantana, okay. Purple Heart, and uh, <laughs> Dorfruelia. Ask, ask, ask Trace, uh, the manager, about uh, will Purple Heart grow in, in a drought? Mm-hmm. Because when he wor- was working for Wolf Nursery uh, and we were in a dry spell, I kept noticing that was the only thing living around. I mean, it was bordering dead trees that had died from a drought. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> But that Purple Heart did not die. 
Okay. Well, we'll give it a try. Yeah, Thank give you. it a try. Now, you I'm, I'm, you, I'm not taking any blame if it uh, takes over the place. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. No, <laughs> I think he'll be happy. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You You're bet. Welcome. Bye bye. All right. That'll free up a line at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Got about three minutes before we get you caught up with the news. You want to you wanna bring up your thing again on the butterflies real quick? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we had mentioned this quickly. The, uh, there's going to be a. a Attracting butterflies to your landscape program on uh, on Saturday, the fifteenth of April, at uh, nine thirty at Millburgers, and we'll, I'll give you the lecture on the uh, attraction of uh, the butterflies, and then we'll all uh, uh, share a uh, plant, get a get a milkweed plant. That's one of the key issues in in. Um, Monarch survival is a lack of uh, 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 milkweeds, and so we're going we're to try to uh, encourage some more native milkweeds. And so we'll have one for you, and we'll have some seed. Douglas King Seed Company is one of the sponsors, along with Millburgers and also uh, Dream Hill Estates Education Center. Um, so it, it, that's on that's on the fifteenth. Uh, then there's another program on the 22nd at the Medical Center area, and another one on the 29th is uh, in uh, New Braunfels. And uh, of the same topic uh, and the same kind of uh, structure. we got room for about 40 people at each of those uh, sites. So if you, you call, that's the reason you call. You give us your name and uh, your phone number, and then we'll uh, reserve a spot. A spot for you. Uh, good Lord. And uh, M- Milton, you want to give them that that two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. That's the number to call. The one I like is two one zero three eight two four four five five. Well, he's ma- he's uh, making fun of it because that's my phone. Uh, yeah, Yeah, that I'm associated with that uh, <laughs> neighborhood, uh, Dream Hill Estates, and we've just finished our brand new education building, so we're all excited about it. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from, uh, well, coming up live from our studios, but uh, <laughs> tomorrow we'll be back at Millburgers. We'll be live up here, too. Back in a moment, we'll get the news and get you caught up right after this on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we'll get right back to your gardening questions right now. Nancy's going to show us how it's done at 210-308-8867. Hi, Nancy. How can we help you today? 
I'm calling to find out when you prune roses. Is it before they bloom or after they bloom? Hmm. It depends on if it's a if it's a climber. No, uh, these you are, know, it's a regular bush. Regular bush. Regular bush. Uh, yes. We used to used to say, and I, I would imagine still holds this this year, uh, for at Valentine's February, around February, no. but we we've, oh. we've been kind of <laughs> uh, waiting waiting uh, this year because of the drought. Yeah, and if they're in the, if they're in tough shape like mine are, yeah, yeah, you, you could still cut out all the dead wood, dead, dead wood, and. Yeah. Uh, a scraggly inner, inner tangled uh, branches were just behind behind the scenes a little behind the schedule a little bit yeah. this year. Have you been watering your rose? Yes, it's in a pot. It's in a pot. Oh, oh. okay, that's good. Uh, has it sprouted? Put up in your sprout? Well, oh yeah, it's in. It's leafed out. And matter of fact, I had one bloom on it so far this year because I know everything's been delayed because of this uh, weather, the way it's going. Oh yeah. But, but I didn't do anything with it last year. So the question is, do I? Can I prune it now, or do I have to wait until it blooms? No. Uh, I'd prune it. You can. You can prune it now without going too severe, though. If it, if it's in a container and it's. Looking good and self-contained, you may as well yeah. leave it. It's it's not an antique or anything, is it? Is it just a no. hybrid tea? No, no, no. It's just to me. I think it's just a regular um, rose bush. I don't. I forget what the name of it is. But um, I thought there was something about uh, by pruning it, then it will allow it to bloom more. What's that all about? No. If you prune it, when it. If you if prune you it, prune it'll bloom it. more. Well, yeah, right. because it, uh, what it does is uh, flushes or uh, pushes new growth which oh, on okay. which uh, it blooms. That's so, the key. Okay. So, so this if may you, be if what you, my problem you, is. Yeah, if you just uh, cut out all those dead and crossing branches uh, we were talking uh-huh. about earlier and, uh, and top it maybe... Uh, how, how tall does it stand now? Of course, it's in a container, but yeah, four or five about, feet tall. No, it's probably about four, three to four. Three or four feet tall. Yeah. And how old is? Yeah. It? It's about two years old. Okay. How are you fertilizing it? Yes. Uh, how? How a uh, miracle grow? Well, yeah. It's in a container. Yeah, it's in a container, but uh, I would I would get a slow release fertilizer and put on there, some type okay. of like a, a Mer- uh, Osmocote uh, Plus, and put a, quite a few of those, uh, quite a few, quite a bit of that in there, and uh-huh. then How much water it in. It'll water it all. It'll fertilize it uh, all during the growing season. You can uh-huh. sc- you can continue to put your Miracle Grow in there, but uh-huh. uh, you you need to. It needs to be uh, fertilized a little more. Okay. Because it, it, it should be bigger than that. Okay. Good. But if you print all it right. back well, and uh, any anything, you probably you should be seeing. Uh, buds, new buds. On no, there. 
No, not yet. Like I say, the the problem may be I didn't cut off the old uh, branches. I haven't pruned it, so that may be my problem. Well, yeah, that and lack of fertility. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but uh, go ahead and, and prune that dead stuff out. Good. And right. uh, just just use last year's uh, growth to, and cut the rest of it out. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Thank, Thank you, you Nancy. Thank you for Have calling. Have a great day. All right. You Bye -bye. too. All right. 210-308-8867 is your chance to call. 210-308-8867. How much Osmocote would you suggest you put on there? Is there an amount that you suggest? Copious amount. Copious amounts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that, that gets back to my planting of my son's uh, tomatoes yeah. and peppers. And... Uh, <laughs> So I, I go out there, and the first thing we solve is the problem of how much get put it in full sun. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have to have any shade at all, make it afternoon shade. Okay. Like that Morning previous sun, guy told you. So I looked all around the yard and saw the pecan trees on either side of the lawn and, <laughs> and, and more hackberry sprouts and seedlings than I'd ever seen. In fact, one of the neighbors are using hackberries as a screen. Oh, okay. And uh, every year, they, they top the hackberry seedlings okay. mm -hmm. <laughs> to keep a screen high. Is it not getting tangly? Yeah, yeah. but they want a screen. Uh-huh. Well, I they never sure have thought. a screen, though. You have to have a bulldozer. Yeah, right. I never had thought of using hackberry as a screen. Because when... <laughs> what? That's a hog. Well, oh, there he is? Okay, Calvin can... Where is he? <laughs> uh, he, he just you can't quite see him. Yeah, he flew, flew by. He's over the big red building. He'll come <laughs> back. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, when I saw those hackberries along... I mean, they're just every six inches and i told jeremy i said i can take care of these for you no i bet he said no yeah that's right he said oh dad uh, no we don't we don't want to kill them because they're our screen the neighbors don't want to see each uh -huh. other so they're using that hackberry as a screen i never thought about that that would be a screen. Yeah, you don't appreciate those screens till you uh. cut them down. <laughs> we cut down, um, what's the one that, oh, your ligustrum that you like so Disgustrum. much. Disgustrum, yeah. Yeah, it's coming back, and uh. we use the uh, With a cut fine and stump killer, but um, the, um, yeah, we kind of miss it now that the neighbor put in a new light and, a, and it shines right in the, in the backyard and stuff. That's so. good, you don't have to put a light in the backyard. Uh, it's uh, hey. yeah, we can't turn it off or on so late at night when all right. So, um, you got a rifle? <laughs> no, you can turn I'm not it sure off that's legal. <laughs> all right, 210 308 8867. Hey, you know what? I just yes. got word that Very best, um, uh, Texas A&M Weights and Measures Department are wanting to officially use a copious as an official weight and measure. There Is that go. right? But Absolutely. they can't find the book to put it in. So it's... <laughs> uh, -bum <laughs> All right. Nice job, Barry. All right. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
the uh, okay. the um, uh, I was going to ask you a rose question. First off, okay, I'm ready to brag about Belinda's dream. Is it in the ground or in no? The pot? It's still in a container. It's still in the pot. I know. I'm a lazy man, <laughs> but it is I still. Hope it's a big pot. It's still. It's still the pot. The pot it came in. So it's a number three. Yep. We'll yeah. It's still doing great. And it's two years old. Uh, no, no, no. It's. I just bought it. Oh. This oh, year. Oh. I thought it was a couple and, years. And um, it's. You killed the one. No. Yeah. Well, the other one eventually died. It lived for a long, long, yeah, long, long time. It died. Yes, you it didn't died. Give it. No. Because we watered, I think yeah. it, we got a lot of rain and it didn't like it. When was that? That had to be four or five yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was ago. a while back. We haven't replaced it yet, <laughs> except for this guy. But it's blooming. It looks great. great. It's still, yeah. I'll have to take a picture of the blooms. They're no. beautiful. Laura says they're fragrant. No, I don't know if they are. They are. Um, but the, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> what was I going to say? The, oh, but I have a, a knockout question. Okay. Okay. As I drive around San Antonio, I uh, see these knockouts like uh, Las Palapas uses a lot of knockouts. Mm-hmm. And um, they. Uh, They're knockouts, right? Yeah. I think yeah. they are. I mean, yeah. Pretty. Oh, here now I got to put this back so we don't hear your phone call. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, but theirs are maybe two and a half feet tall and real bushy. Okay. Mine's not bushy. And it's probably three and a half to four feet tall. Okay. So, well, sh- you could, should I cut it down? They're to- pruning their back periodically. Okay, I'm not doing that. No, uh, they they should bl- they will bloom regardless of how how they grow. It's blooming a little bit. It needs it needed that cow manure. That cow manure perked it right up. Did it really? It really did. That and was the it, was uh, it Holstein the, or uh, uh, you know they didn't uh, they didn't tell me there. Oh man! I'll have to take a picture of the bag. There is a picture of the cow in the bag. Is it? Yeah, I think this came is from it, is it, is this it came a, from Bessie. It says <laughs> with, with compliments from Bessie. Is it a what color is the cow? Uh, it's kind of a brownish cow. White spots on it? No, I don't think so. Does brown. it matter what color the brown cow? Spot. Yeah, brown is a Guernsey. Oh, I think it's brown. <laughs> Good going, Calvin. So does it matter? <laughs> Do I need to ask for Guernsey well, next it time? Matter, it matters if we're trying to make you confused. <laughs> yes, you, you're doing that quite well. So when I go to Trace and say, is your cow manure from uh, Guernsey? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll, he's well, gonna, the interesting thing, I started back in my younger days when I didn't have as much to do. I, uh, I would... That we were discussing the possibility of how much cow manure you should use in the garden. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was using horse manure. You're talking about copious amounts. We're talking about truckloads of uh, Ms. Nethery's horse manure. Oh, from Junction, cool. From Junction. Yeah. She would she would back it for, back it for me and, and uh, pellet. Uh, feed for the horses, pellet bags. Hmm. And when I'd go up to give my presentation in uh, Rock Springs and in that area, uh, we would move those (laughs) in the middle of the night, about 10 o'clock, we would transfer those bags of horse manure uh, into the back of my truck, and I would transfer from the uh, back of the bunch of trucks, some tomato Sounds flash. suspicious, doesn't it? Tomato yeah. flash. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, and I would 
put all of that truckload of it to 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 I was going to try to over fertilize my garden with horse manure or manure and I started investigating where our manure came from mm-hmm. you know the the talking point is um the uh, you don't want to use too much manure because it's salty. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if it comes from a feedlot. Okay. And so uh, I investigated, you know, they sell bags of sheep manure. Oh. And uh, all sorts of animal, different animal manures. Mm-hmm. And I was always suspicious of that sheep manure because I never found any wool in there. Why would there be any wool in there? Sheep. Do they eat wool? Uh, <laughs> well, you know how it is. Uh, there should be shit wool in there. Did okay. you find any saddles in the horse manure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. And this conversation stinks. <laughs> ah, thank you. Yeah. Ba-boom. It's manure talk. All right. So anyway, but, anyway, but, it, but uh, it did help. All the manures yeah. at that time. Okay. Wrap up all the manures, regardless of their label, mm-hmm. came from uh, dairy, dairies. Oh, dairy cows, uh, Dallas and uh, Fort Worth. I did find I've learned two things about manure now. What's that? One, one is a theory, and the other is um, okay uh, fact. It invo- both of them involve pets. As a matter of fact, okay. this is kind of weird. Okay. So, first one is I expressed this last week. If you're walking your dog and someone has put manure all over their lawn, yeah. your dog's going in and uh, yeah. it's happy. She was on her back rolling, <laughs> having a go. great time, wiggling back and forth. She was loving it. The Did second you, I one, hope you let her enjoy herself out there. You, for a little while. Not, we didn't want to. Didn't want she her stinking? Like, she doesn't like baths that much. So, uh, <laughs> And the second thing, and this is a theory. Yeah. So I put some out. Last week, and then we'll get off this topic. In fact, we'll go to break after this <laughs> so we can break from this topic. Okay, pe- people are eating, perhaps. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, it's kind of fine and yeah. stuff. I think I got some on my shorts. So okay. I went to shower afterwards and okay. just put the shorts in the bathroom. There you go. And all of a sudden, the cat who is does well run in your shorts <laughs> no yeah she went to the bathroom in the shorts uh she pooped in the shorts she wet and pooped on the shorts all right and i'm wondering like is she okay or is that because it had no. the manure smell the manure on it? smell on it huh okay well there you go <laughs> well, we'll take a break from this topic you can save us by calling 210-308-8867 More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. You realize, Barry, you're just encouraging him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here, you're over. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. 210 308 8867. That's that celebrity horse manure. Yeah. That costs more. Absolutely. All right. 210 308 8867. There are people that the, both people that are now still listening call us at 210 308 8867. But uh, speaking of how much horse manure you can use, <laughs> you can't. Use enough horse manure. Oh, it's not as potent. It, it's the deal is it's it's a very manures are low in uh, nitrogen. Oh, like point oh four percent. Thank you, Barry. Kind of like smiling our, over kind there. Kind of like our rains. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's uh, nice being on this side of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so it's very difficult to get uh, too much nitrogen. That's good to know. And. Uh, but I th- I think the benefit of horse manure is to uh, uh, make the soil uh, uh, mellow so the soil. Oh, so uh, you can, like I say, you can't use too much. So but you're Ms. recommending Ms. Ms. Nether up? Uh, she's yeah. passed. I know that was sad. She was a yeah. <laughs> she was she, very, she brought us. What did she bring us? All those uh, uh, fanic foxes? No, remember oh. you got all those. Was that her? Yeah. And she still had some or stuff or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she but, was a uh, good gardener and a good friend of, of gardening in San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, is that the, and, that's not and the hill she, country. She was into this uh, Calvin's. Uh, uh, oh, butterfly. Butterfly thing. And uh, I, I was going to ask Calvin, uh, are, are they expecting farmers to be out, uh, farmers and ranchers to be out picketing your programs for planting uh milkweed milkweed not so far it's it's interesting they just uh they just giggle and laugh because (laughs) because they recount how many years they fought fought with milkweed and yeah we're not well some of them were successful but it took a lot of effort oh yeah and so they uh say (laughs) <laughs> that person, you know, that person's seventy-seven years old. <laughs> I um, I I think since we've been talking about it, I've seen about five different headlines that are talking about the uh, critical uh, monarch situation in terms of uh, the populations. Are they are they talking about the microbes killing them? No, they're not. Oh, there's there. Uh, I think I detect a. Uh, softening cell there. I think they're not. Is that right? But I enjoyed that. That may be hopeful, but, you know, you, uh, when we first started talking about that, what was it, five years ago, seven years ago, (laughs) they were pretty adamant, and and those naturalists expected to get verify their Mm. theories, but now I don't find that uh, that same strong expectations yeah. They, yeah. Know, they say things like probably or uh, this is on the <laughs> microbes yeah. or the uh, the microbes the, uh, becoming yeah. extinct oh no well that those are different issues yeah the headlines were all yeah. about the extinction you, you know I always uh, and this is consistent with other um, ideas being pursued in terms of organic gardening the um, they they emphasize uh, like on the monarchs they emphasize the application of, of oh. insecticides when when I can uh, I, I look at the 
real threat to the population of the weather when you're when you got a a, 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 mech, a, a butterfly that uh, flies all the way from Mexico City <laughs> to Canada to lay its eggs, and then it lays its eggs and, and it dies. Yeah. So if the egg laying is not successful, there's no re- rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that that seems like a real threat. The weather. Um, oh yeah. And that and that was the key in uh, I think in uh, about uh, eight years ago when that when the really big kill mm-hmm. occurred. That was about a weather situation. Yeah. But so they just tacked every other. <laughs> uh, every other threat or challenge on there, and it's true that the uh, once the population starts going down, then then these every one of these challenges becomes uh, mm-hmm. pretty significant. We have John on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I think John's got a topic that's near and dear to your heart. Hi, uh, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. I, I drive a lot, so I listen to you guys on the radio both Saturdays and Sundays. But um, you were talking about the horse manure. One thing people have to uh, consider is the hay that the horses are fed. If it has picloram in it, it'll pass right through them. And if they use that manure in their gardens, it could wind up killing their garden. And, and pic- picloram, picloram, yeah, is that, it, that's been a, it's an herbicide. Yeah, it's okay. An herbicide that, that a lot of lot of. Uh, Farmers use on uh, on the hay fields and things yeah. to keep down the wheat. Coastal. But yeah, and uh, what I understand is that the, the way they can find out is they take some of that manure, put it in a bucket with some water, let it set a day or so, and then pour it on some uh, broadleaf weeds. And if it kills the weeds, don't put it in your garden. Yeah, uh, Malcolm Beck used to tell people uh, if they want to test it, to uh, yeah. uh, just grow some grow some you know, make a potting mix out of it and then yeah. plant some radishes in it. Hmm. <laughs> you get a quick, quick uh, bowel test. Call that well, bowel it, testing. It, 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 oh. Well, we saw San Antonio River Authority was real, was witness to the, to the impact of the pesticide when they, they used some of the manure and it, w- it was so potent that wherever it drained, in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. it killed every, hmm. every plant. In wow! The neighborhood, and that was, uh, yeah. I mean, really, was obvious. I know Trace brought that up last week, John. He was uh, looking at somebody's uh, plant, or maybe the picture of a plant, and it was dying. And he said, "I know." He said that it looked like picloram. Am I pronouncing mm-hmm. it correctly? Damage. Yeah. Okay, just thought I'd let him know. Thank, thank you, sir. You. Okay, thank you, sir. Thanks for, for where are you driving to. That's okay. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, 210. <laughs> it's, it's neat where people listen to us. Driving around town, driving to truck driver, I guess, you yeah. think? Okay. Uh, uh, I've been here 40 years, and Calvin's been here, what, 30? How many Picloran problems have you seen? Just that one. Yeah, I've I've seen maybe three or four in 40 years. Okay. And uh, so it doesn't seem, and as much coastal Bermuda hay mm. 
is fed. Uh, it's, it's surprising that it's not uh, much more than that. But anyway, it's something to be aware of. In fact, that's when uh, tomato-spotted wilt virus attacked our uh, tomatoes. I thought that was uh, oh. Pixelran in Miss Nethery's <laughs> manure uh, that she gave me, because I couldn't figure out it. It affected all of every plant, and it it looked like herbicide damage. And so I had to call her. I said, "Miss Nethery, don't take this personal, <laughs> but have you used Pixelran in your pastures?" He said. Because they're on a, a, a range, you know. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, we've never oh. used that. And so then I started looking for the other sources or causes, and it was tomato spotted wheel virus. When did you, the uh, came to my attention from the board, um, I guess it was, was it the uh, Sarah board? Mm -hmm. Or was it the... Uh, uh, Guadalupe board, uh, one of the growers, one of the tomato growers, yeah, brought that uh, that typhoon to my attention, and I, that's when I brought it back to you. You and I started talking about it. Mm -hmm. Was that a couple of years before when you heard about it? Uh, uh, you suspected that it was the the pigeron, the pigeron, or did the, the uh, no the uh, I forget what tomato we were growing then. But uh, what you, the tycoon difference was, uh, that was another virus, uh, tomato yellow virus. And it was all across of the varieties except for tycoon. Uh -huh. And what was carry, was that a spider mite carry? Or was that something? Was I don't that think that was a, a mite yeah. that carried it. Yeah, because that it, was the when the no, they all got in a tizzy when the wind was going. You're right, that yeah. Direction. <laughs> and it, it was amazing with ty uh, Tycoon because we had some had uh, uh, varieties planted at uh, the botanical garden, side by side, probably 15 varieties, and every one of them except Tycoon got that, uh, yeah. killed them out. That's amazing. Yeah. But it must be easy to transmit genetically or tra transfer resistance to it genetically because uh, almost every variety you see now has that resistance in it. Mm. So That's they got it in there pretty quick. So that, that was resistance. Two, that were two different Yeah, two causes. different viruses. That's what I, uh, Jack, Jack Hoover, uh, that's moved up north, uh, the guy that packaged all our seed for us, Master Gardener and GVSD. But uh, he sent me some pictures of uh, uh looked like virus on cucumbers and and tomatoes. I haven't, yesterday, I haven't answered him back. But that brings to mind how many different viruses there are around. Uh, that was one of the problems that uh, 
Ben Villon, the pepper breeder, had when he was trying to breed his peppers with virus resistance. He he would uh, he would find resistance to three of the viruses, and there are five in Texas, and the other two would take his plants out where he had resistance Mm -hmm. to three. So, uh, and that's a problem all in New Mexico with the tomato growers down there and everything else. And I went down there uh, uh, evaluating them and they wanted to talk to me about helping them grow tomatoes. That was the main cause. I said, how can we get rid of this virus? Hmm. You can't, it, it probably originated down there. Oh, that's where tomatoes originated. We're going to go back to the phone lines now. Camille is calling us from Austin. Get out of here. 210-308-8867. Hi, Camille. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hi, thank you. Hi, sure. good. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I wanted to find out if it's, uh, I'm, I'm in Austin, and a lot of my yard is just is just dirt. It's a mixture of dirt and weeds because of the drought. And I also have a lawn that's very, very sloping. And I wanted to find out if it I could put out horse herb uh, huh? seeds, uh, and if if that uh, if it's too late in the season to do that, and if it sounds like it might be a a good option for an area that's a mix of sun and shade. I just noticed uh, I had a. a patch i hadn't really seen much growth neither. but i had a i found a patch of about uh, six foot around that, looked per, <laughs> that uh, horse herb that looked pretty vigorous and uh, didn't we find that the uh, nursery yeah had, Millburgers has had, flats had of it for sale but you'd have to you'd have to be exper- you'd have to experiment a little bit you'd to have to water it too yeah and it uh, needs a Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it needs a, a lot of water. Once it gets established, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Once it mm-hmm. gets established, it'll 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 grow for a while, and then mm-hmm. if something comes along like a a hard freeze or drought, uh, it'll recede into the <laughs> into the the uh, seed stage. It blooms oh. with a just a beautiful tiny. <laughs> Yellow bloom, mm-hmm. and every every yellow bloom that you see on it has probably drops the probably a, a thirty or forty seed. Be careful, Camille, because Jerry thinks horse <laughs> herb looks better than zinnias. So. Oh yeah, a lot better than zinnias. Doesn't have spider mites either. But uh, well, mm-hmm. go ahead. Let's well, see. What else like could we put be, on that would, area? Would it be would it be a good good option? It sounds like, or it sounds like it needs a lot of water. No, which, it doesn't need a lot of. It needs water to get established. It would be okay. a it would be a pretty worthy experiment if it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Jerry went through this experiment with, and it. Uh, didn't get overly excited about the the results. <laughs> the results. Yeah, I, w- okay. I was trying to the seed catch the seed. The seed is very tiny. And uh, mm-hmm. have you got neighbors that have that? No, but I I saw online that I can buy some seeds. Get out of here! Where was it online? Yeah. 
on eBay, and I haven't oh. I haven't looked any further. Uh, <laughs> and you you had a real good article that came up, which I, that's where I found your phone number. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so and I was and also I heard that the Lady Bird Johnson Center in Austin has it. So um, I'm going to try those resources to see if I can get either the plant or the seed. Uh, like I said, uh, Melburgers has got some beautiful plants. Transplants, yeah. Yeah, transplants. Well, is that in San Antonio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the North End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in Austin. So. I bet somebody in Austin might, but it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see how with the seed. When would you plant the seeds, guys? Well, well, anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, good. It's one of the things. It's unpredictable. And no. It survives. It does whatever is necessary <laughs> to survive, but it doesn't always do the thing that makes it most attractive or easy to manage. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's uh, but it's in it's in uh, uh, Gaeta- not Gaetars, uh, but uh, that what lady that does wildflower books, uh, Gaeta Angelski. Yeah. No, she's the she's the. Butterfly. butterfly, yeah, and yeah, but uh, Wanoski. Wan- oh, Sally was Sally. It's in there as a yeah. a recommended ground cover. Yeah, she likes it. But oh, uh, okay. and maybe maybe we should give this lady our our hybrid uh, lady that grows it uh, and loves it out in. Uh, no, uh, this is Evelyn. This is Evelyn. Evelyn. Not everybody likes it. Is, is Evelyn, I bet Evelyn would dig, her, dig them up. Some. Well, you've even said just take grass yeah. clippings and you'll yeah. have seeds in them anyway. And yeah, so anything that's bloomed, you that has seed on it. Yeah. It has just a little bitty baby seed in there. So well, uh, I said if you can find somebody that's got a big lot of it. Now, mine hadn't come up this year hmm. because of the drought. But... Uh, and then mow it with a grass catcher, and you'll be you'll be doing them a favor by mowing it, and you'll ca- catch the seed in that grass, uh, in that grass catcher, and then you can spread that uh, those clippings mm-hmm. on an area that you want it to grow in. Well, if you t- uh, if you tackle it as an experiment, Camille, yeah. we'll, we'll be. Very interested in yeah. uh, reporting to our listeners as as to how, what kind of success you have or challenges. Yeah. Maybe Evelyn okay, Ab- will let you come down and mow her grass. Evelyn doesn't like it. <laughs> what? Yeah, Evelyn would let her mow her grass, yes. Uh. Evelyn would probably. <laughs> how can you turn down somebody mowing No, you're grass? right. I didn't I didn't pick up what you said. And, and, and the alley. She, says, she comes from the alley. Yeah. But well, tell uh, us what happens, Camille. You. you bet. You, you can give that okay. a try. Okay. Uh, I will do. Thanks, the, Camille. Uh, Thank, the, 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 Thank you. I'm interested where you found that seed. You said it was on Yahoo? eBay. eBay? Somebody was selling it. Yeah, you could just Google. We'll, we'll ask Trace tomorrow, but you could just Google it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210 308 8867-210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. I've been through the desert. 
think Barry's horsing around with our show. Is that right? I think so. 210-308-8867, the number to call, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We'll get a call coming up, I hope, in just a second. Okay. But, uh, what you got? Uh, just uh, getting back to my planting of tomatoes with my son and his girlfriend. I'm sure he will love this. Uh, <laughs> well, the fact that uh, the next, we, we found a location, I found a location, and then we were getting, we put the potting mix into that big pot that's still on sale for two for $85. I got two. And uh, uh, put the potting mix in there, put a little, had him sprinkle osmocote in there, and we were getting ready to plant the plants. And they, he was getting ready to put them right in that right in that um, potting mix, and they were dry. Oh, as a bone because they've been down, been watered in two or three days. Oh, the transplants. Transplants, yeah. Uh, especially the Rio Grande Golds. Mm. So they, even though they're in four and a half inch, you don't water them for three or four days; they dry. And so he was getting ready to plant those in potting mix, dry. That'd have killed them. Yeah. He'd have killed them. They don't like that. Yeah, well, you can't. It, once they dry that dry, you cannot wet them when they're in a potting mix. In other words, oh, you can't saturate them. You can't uh, get them wet again. So I stopped him, and we, I said, go get me a bucket. Our pan, and we soaked them in that bucket pan till they were saturated. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> would would make that mistake or have have made that mistake. Uh, then once they were soaked, we put them in. I'm gonna slap <laughs> you. I'm trying to get Barry's attention. Oh. Should I throw something at him? Yeah, if you've got something, <laughs> just, just toss it at him. Okay, I'm busy if over you, here. If you have some of that horse manure. <laughs> so go ahead. But anyway, uh, once they were soaked in real good, we put them in the potting mix and then watered the potting mix in. Mm-hmm. We all also put uh, uh, Osmocote slow-release fertilizer in there, copious amount. And, uh, and then we put, then we... Uh, I had I had uh, pulled out some of my old cages in my garden, mm-hmm. and he was fussing the whole time to bringing those over, having to bring those over in the truck, my truck, or his truck. But uh, I said no. We put the cages on now. Yeah. We don't wait till the plants get five, six feet tall. That's a pain. Yeah, pain. No, it's very <laughs> hard to put them on. I've, you do yeah. that. You do that one break, time. Break a lot of limbs and everything else. And he he was saying, "Are they going to grow that tall?" I said, "You damn right they are." Two days. Which, which uh, did you, <laughs> what did you get, Ruby Crush and the? Uh, and nine sixty eight. No, nine sixty eight. That was the reason okay. I fell. I was oh, so that's excited right. about seeing them. You could barely keep your feet. <laughs> And we have put uh, peppers. We put 
uh, and we used one of those uh, large pots that there was yeah, the uh, two ways that out. Yeah. And one thing I had overlooked, Okay. I was just using it for an open pot. Jeremy said, those pots, the outsides of those pots are perfect for painting. Oh. To put paints on. That's cool. Because they're not, they're not uh, ceramic or something. They're not. They're like, clay. Okay. Be so perfect she, for painting. Is them. he going to paint them? His wife is. Okay, probably. good. I mean, his girlfriend is. Oh, my goodness. Newsflash. Beth is back with us at 210-308-8867. Welcome back, Beth. Uh, just take a minute. I wanted to see if y'all could help me out with a botanical name or a better name for Chinese Photinia, not red tip. No. But but Chinese, and I have two volunteers in my yard, old, old, old ones, and they're blooming big, big white bouquets of flowers now. Right. I'm, I'm making some plant labels, but I need a... A better name than Chinese Photinia, and I couldn't find it in any of my books. Well, yeah, uh, see, uh, Chinese Photinia doesn't get uh, uh, the same disease that uh, messes up uh, red tips. Okay, But yeah. they're in the same family. Yeah. Uh, Greg Grant, when Greg Grant was here working for uh, Lone Star, he was... Uh, he was trying to cross uh, uh, red t red tips with uh, Chinese Fortinia mm -hmm. to see if he could get a resistant to the uh, that disease. Yeah. Uh, in a red tip. Well. But uh, he and he and he had some crosses that looked like they were going to work, and they forgot to water them out at the nursery. Oh. Jeez. Oh. Uh, but uh, they always refer to them as red tip fortinias. I mean, uh, uh, Chinese fortinias. Well, I couldn't find it in any of the books. I'm making some labels for you're trying to look for. Show. So I found. Okay, so I did a Google search, and Calvin's looking too. But yeah, first of all, you're spelling fortinia wrong. That's yeah, that's that's, that's the berry. So. P h o t. You're right. So P h o t. E-N-I-A is what I was looking for. P-H-O-T-E-N-I-A. I think it's, is it T-I-N-I-A? Yeah, so yeah. P-H-O-T-I-N-I-A. And I see Photinia serratifolia. S-E-R-R-A. T-I-F-O-L-I-A. And it says to the right of it, Chinese Hawthorne. And then it says Chinese Photinia. Okay. I don't know if that's it or not. Well, now, now tell me. Is that what you found out? I didn't. I didn't. I oh, you're saying? I didn't connect. Okay. Sounds Repeat right. that oh. again, that, that you're finding it under this one that has Sarah in it. Yeah, so. Spell it again. Uh, spell it again. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Fotinia, spelled with an I instead of an E. And then. T H O T I N A. T I. Yeah. Uh, T-I-N-I-A. T-I-N-I-O-T-I-N-I-A. Yeah, got that. And S-E-R-R-A-T-I-F-O-L-I-A. Serratifolia. Does that sound right? Yeah. Folia. Okay. I think I could get by with that. Google that and see what comes up. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have two volunteers. Have had them for years and years, and they came from across the road from me. And I've never had problems when they're really beautiful trees. Bloom the blooms now are huge, just big, huge mm-hmm. balls. Yeah. Big white showy, and then they do make fruit for the fall little clusters. They're fr- they're fr- you wouldn't call their scent a fragrance because it's kind of a musty, like some of the other, like maybe pyracantha or something. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, beautiful, beautiful trees, and so I'm going to be exhibiting a couple of the flowers in a show, and I needed a label. There you go. Yeah, Google Google, and make sure that that sounds like what you got. It'll it'll show you pictures, too, I bet, if you do so. Thank you very much. Are they related to uh, Thanks. You take care, Beth. Are they related to red tip? Is it? Yeah. Fatidia? Okay. Huh. But uh, that's a good idea, though, to look uh, to Google the Latin binomial yeah. as, as a backup. And See what comes that, up. Well, well, she knows she what they look like. Sounds a little strange. Yeah, she knows what they look like too. So the pictures would show it. You yeah. know what, what they look like, so she they can feel more confident. They don't get that uh, spots yeah. on the leaves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh, iron. Uh, no. <laughs> the, anyway, the uh, the bad disease that uh, causes all the spots on the leaves and defoliates the plant. Aerophotop. No. No, that's something else. But yeah, no, I know what you're talking about because you said that they they grow and grow and grow and look great for years yeah. and then all of a sudden they get to a certain And the height. more you prune them, the quicker oh. that pops up. Hmm. But uh, that that uh, Chinese Fotenia doesn't get that. Okay. But does it get that big red color? No. No. Okay. That's the problem. <laughs> and does the red, do the red tips have blooms on them? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't nice remember. Blooms. And I was trying to remember that the uh, does Chinese fatinia have berries. I yeah, think it, she mentioned it, fruit. Yeah, that's I think it will after it matures. I don't know, I've got a few of them in my neighborhood that are pretty big, and I was don't remember seeing the berries. Maybe the birds get them so quick. Yeah, and the other thing is that they're uh, now under shade trees, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, Calvin, two and a half minutes. Tell them real quick about your uh, upcoming speech. Okay, well, you've got, uh, if you're interested in the the uh, in t- the uh, monarch situation, we're going to meet at Milberger's on the 15th on Saturday, and we're going to talk about attracting butterflies to your, your uh, landscape, and including um, growing some native milkweed. Uh, milkweed. A lot of the naturalists have identified that as an issue that uh, we, we need to produce more native milkweed so that the uh, so that our uh, monarch butterflies can lay their eggs on it. And so there's a program on uh, the 15th at Milberger's. Then there's one at the uh, the Education Resource Center near Medical Center on the 22nd, and then on the 29th there's one at uh, um, festival, agricultural festival in New Braunfels. And what the the fir- first one we have to worry about is the one at Milberger's. What's the phone number there, Milton? 210-497-3760. Okay, and then we'll go ahead and talk yeah. about the other ones. Okay, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Cool, all right. So listen, we're going to wrap up for today, uh, but uh, we want to thank you for listening. We'll see 
where we are tomorrow. But thanks, lots of calls today. That was great. Lots of good calls. Uh, so we appreciate that. We'll hopefully be back at Mill Burgers. If not, go on over there and visit with them yourself. I, I know that they're busy, uh, but they've got uh, super efficient at the um, at checking people out. So even if they're busy, it doesn't matter, and the parking is moving and all that good stuff. So uh, go on over and visit with Mill Burgers. And uh, thanks to Barry and uh, helping us out here and uh, giving us a hard time with the, the bumper music. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you back here tomorrow, noon to 2 on 930 AM, The Answer.